1: What's up everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, every Monday and Friday live video cast on Twitch. What's up everybody on Twitch? Always a pleasure to talk to you before we start streaming. And all of you watching us on YouTube, always a pleasure to talk to you with no one talking back, although you do get us in the comments. And you know what's funny? Our YouTube channel has some of the nicest YouTube commenters of any YouTube channel I've ever seen. Because usually the YouTube comment section is like towards the bottom of the barrel of internet uh, civility, I would say. Fair enough. It's pretty bad, but ours is really good. So thank you to everybody who checks in with us on YouTube, and as always, to our old, trusty, old faithful, all of you who listen to us on iTunes or stream it on the front page over at FrontlineGaming.org
2: for over five years. Over
1: five years, one nice. episode, four hundred and eighty-eight. It's quite a few. That is
2: like crazy. A few.
1: We've been doing this for a really long time. We've come a long way, Frankie. I uh, mean, I don't know. From the days of recording on a crappy laptop with a $10 microphone, doing 15 and 10 minute podcasts with the bus going by and like degenerate crackheads like rubbing their licking the window of the shop back Um, in Martinez, mm
2: -hmm.
1: we've come a long way.
2: I don't know. We haven't come that far though. It's more of like a sidestep, it was a lateral migration. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we still are surrounded by public transportation and uh, people that perhaps dabble in the crack.
2: The good thing is there's no windows in our uh, yeah, studio. We have, a, so. we have a barrier now. Yeah, between we don't get them. to see them.
1: But the new shop <laughs> has windows. Uh, and the new shop is pretty awesome. Not going to lie, really, really pleased. Uh, everyone's so excited to make the move. If you notice that it looks a little a little bare in here for the camera angle, uh, that's because it is. There's not much left in our uh, downtown studio although though we will keep it functioning uh we are just downsizing and changing things around a little bit moving most of our stuff over to the new location so pretty awesome yep. we're excited oh yeah we're excited so uh, anyway let's jump into the news we have a big announcement those of you who uh, check out the blog perhaps on facebook may have already noticed the news uh, we are making the official announcement that frontline gaming and table war are parting ways uh, it's been three really great years um was a wonderful partnership the guys over at Table War—they're our friends, and they remain our friends. Uh, it's been a, an amicable separation. I know everyone's like, "Oh, who got the kids." It's not like that at all. Um, you know, we worked together for a very long time. We uh, helped make a great product that's spawned a lot of imitators out there, and it's—it's it's shown, it's proven to be a really popular product, uh, re- referencing the Fat Mat, of course. And uh, that uh, partnership has come to an end. And we are the two companies are going their separate ways with absolutely no hard feelings. Uh, we wish them nothing but the best. Yep. But uh, we are very excited. We're super excited to announce that we will be making an entirely new line of gaming mat products that will be manufactured here in the United States of America. Um, we've acquired all the very expensive equipment that is necessary to manufacture the product. And we're pumped. Yeah. Um, this is going to be really exciting for us. What this means is that these are new mats, they're gonna be called the FLG mats, obviously for frontline gaming. Um, they're gonna be manufactured here in the States by us. Like literally we're gonna be the ones making these these mats. So they're gonna be extremely high quality. Uh, we're we're gonna have uh, an unprecedented level of, of quality control. Uh, each mat that comes uh, out of off the line, so to speak, is gonna be our eyes on targets. So there's gonna be you can be sure that you're getting the highest quality possible mat because uh, they're going to be made by us. Yep. Uh, that also means that we can come out with, we can literally do anything. Uh, one of the questions we always got with the mats was, can you do a grid on the, on the mat? Can you do a hex pattern on the mats? And before we'd always have to say no because of the, the way that the mats were manufactured, we really couldn't do that unless we ordered like hundreds of them, which didn't make sense. Yeah. But now we can If you uh, have a design, if you see a design that we're coming out with all new designs that you like, yeah, we'll put a hex pattern on it. Yeah, we'll put a grid pattern on it. No problem. Happy to do it. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. So if you play Battletech or D&D or whatever the case may be, and you want to get uh, a design that's uh, more suited to the game that you play, we can do that. Yep. That's going to be really exciting. There's going to be
2: endless possibilities, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So.
1: Yeah, we're really pumped. And uh, that also means that we can come out with new designs all the time. If you are an artist and you would like to take a crack at designing a mat and you think you got what it takes, reach out to Frankie at frankie at frontlinegaming.org and we'll give you the rundown on what it takes. And of course, it's a paying job. Yep. If you think that, uh, if you've got an idea for a mat that you think would just be red hot, we'd love to see it because uh, we can manufacture right here in California.
2: California.
1: So I'm excited. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a dawning of a new day for us. Uh, it's gonna take a little bit of time to get everything ramped up. Mm-hmm. Um, we anticipate that we'll be full swing manufacturing towards the end of February. Uh, we do have the LVO looming large in the next two months. It's two months away. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot on our plates, plus you know, we're getting a new shop set up. Um, but yeah, we anticipate February is when we're gonna be ready to rock and roll. So yeah. in the meantime, we will be liquidating our existing inventory of uh, fat mats, and um, keep your eye open. Uh, we're gonna have some really special deals to try and blow out what's left. But uh, yeah, exciting times.
2: Yeah, things are things are changing.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm pumped.
2: Yeah, now it's gonna be fun, and uh, like Reese said, and be a American-made product. So that'd be Which cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: like feels good, man. Like we're, we're we've come so far from where we started with. A, a couple thousand.
2: laptop and uh, buses driving by.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, really, we started the company, like we bootstrapped this thing. Like, like, I moved into Raw Dog's living room. Yeah. And then I lived in Frankie's parents' house for a while. Like, we started with a couple thousand dollars in the will to win. And it, it, not trying to you know, brag at all, I hope it doesn't come across that way. It's just, it is neat to see how far we've come. And then we're probably gonna be having to create some new jobs to help keep up with the demand to manufacture the FLG mats, it's really cool. Yep. I feel very, very positive about this. So at any rate, um, if you have any questions, just let us know in the comment section. I'm sure people have questions about it. Uh, but uh, the fat mats that we have now are the last ones. Uh, we're gonna be liquidating all the existing inventory. Uh, we wish our friends at Table War all the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug and Todd, you guys are you know awesome dudes, and uh, it's been really great three years, and we are still friends, as we want to say. Yeah. And uh, we wish you guys the best. It's been awesome. Uh, but yeah, if you want to grab any of those fat mats that are still left in stock, please do so. Because we do not anticipate restocking fat mats in the foreseeable future.
3: Yep.
1: Cool. <laughs> uh, also, in other news, uh, a controversy in 40K. That never happens. What? Well, no. S- no. Yeah, never right? No. Ever. I think that's a part of being a 40K hobbyist is you have to have something to complain about. That's just a part of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like part of the fun. Nah. But uh, the split rule is causing all kinds of controversy for good reason. It is an extremely powerful rule. But uh, the guys from TFG Radio, our buddies, uh, Salty John and Adam. Adam is one of the head judges for the LVO. They put together a video with their interpretation of how the split rule works in practice. The rule has a ton of ambiguity about it. There's a lot of unanswered questions about how to implement it. Um,
2: So. You mean GW made rules that don't really translate over that well? Sometimes
1: that happens. interesting. Sometimes that happens. And you know what, though? Like, it is tough. Like, coming up with all the rules and everything that they do, that's a tough job.
2: Yeah, I mean, like we've talked about before, it's incredible at how the game actually plays with how many different variations there are. Yeah. It's crazy when you compare it to other games. Like, wow, GW did a great job. Like, yeah, there are some errors, but there's errors in every game. And those other games don't have as many variables. Right. And it's crazy. Like, if you actually try to, like, balance a game and, like, actually, like, work on, like, a board game or something like that, like, the variables are what make it so difficult to, like, balance. And GW does a great job. So. It does. Like,
1: we, we, <laughs> yeah.
3: have,
1: we have a lot of respect for what they do. And, and it, there's so many challenges involved. And it's easy to be critical right. of Games Workshop. But then we are consuming their product. As an end user, we have no uh, we, most of us don't really understand the, the, the real complexity with no. what they do. Yeah. There's so much more involved than simply writing the rules, right? Yep. So you know, keep that in mind, right? Like I know a lot of people think they can do a better job, but it's like, not very many game companies survive. Right? So a lot of people take a swing at it yeah. and fall flat. So uh, we can forgive them for uh, certain inconsistencies or ambiguities in the language of the rule, because they've been doing a really good job of answering these questions in FAQs in a timely manner.
3: Yeah, Right. Yeah.
1: And I I am remaining quite hopeful that GW is gonna address this in an FAQ. Uh, I, I really believe that they will, so we'll, we'll see what happens, Yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, at any rate, uh, click through that or go to the blog over at FrontlineGaming.org, take a look at their interpretation of the split rule. Um, they're playing it out, trying to show it in, in an unbiased fashion, and then they do share their opinions at the end of the video. Uh, give it a look, join the conversation because uh, depending on how you read the split rule, it it can be extraordinarily powerful, right? Like, as it's written right now, uh, very similar to the uh, Necron start collecting formation, where the warriors would recycle, or the, the scarabs would keep coming. Yeah. You could. There's no limitation on the range, so like, it's quite possible now with the split rule where you kill ten uh, pink whores and forty blue whores pop up, and you could string them all the way across the table, and then you know, like, do all kinds of wacky stuff. So. Uh, definitely take a look at that and uh, share your opinion because uh, the book drops today in most places and um, it's going to hit pretty hard. Yeah, uh, it, it, this could be very disruptive uh, or or maybe not. Share your opinion on that. Yep. Uh, Forge Rule drops a teaser image of the new Legio Custodes book for thirty k. pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and also uh, if you guys want to order any Forge World product. You could have it delivered to the LVO for free and pick it up there.
1: Pretty baller because Forge World will be there and they will bring your order with them all the way over from the UK and the exchange rate right now is really good. Thank you. Thank you, Brexit? Brexit. Question mark? (laughs) I don't know. know. I'm not an economist, so I don't know exactly why the exchange rate is what it is. I would imagine that has something to do with it. But uh, yeah, if you want to get some uh, resin... I would uh, highly recommend doing it now, yeah. and you can pick it up at the LVO. Free shipping, pretty cool.
2: Not bad.
1: Or just come to the LVO and see what they brought, because uh, I would be willing to bet there might be some stuff available there for the first time in North America.
0: Whoa. Mm. Whoa.
1: It's gonna be exciting. Crazy. Uh, also, new Guild Ball uh, Guild Ball previews are Guild up. Guild Ball, You just like to you just like to correct me, don't you?
2: Yeah, because I had three years of corrections from you. Payback, son.
1: (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Uh, New Guild Ball previews on the way. Uh, Guild Ball is a fantasy football game. It's very popular. And the Steamforged crew will be at the Las Vegas Open. They will be running Guild Ball tournaments. So if you want to play, please grab your tickets. And they will also be doing demos of the ultra-successful Kickstarter for Dark Souls. Sick. That looks exciting.
2: Yeah. Dude, these miniatures are amazing. They're very, <laughs> really very cool. Good.
1: They remind me of Malifaux miniatures quite yeah, a, bit. a bit. Yeah. They have a, a similar kind of uh, feel.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: new releases from Bolt Action. Uh, I'm sorry, from Warlord Games for Bolt Action. We have the German Puma armored the car. Puma. Platoon. That's pretty cool, man. This is an armored car that um, comes in multiple variations. And I was reading a little bit about it. Apparently, each of the wheels uh, could steer.
2: Whew. Like in real life
1: oh because, if i'm gonna have uh, an eight-wheeled car i want all my wheels to turn
2: that doesn't make much sense
1: well you know what frankie you like, don't what if sense. one
2: wants to go that way well, the other one wants to go that way i don't think they turn in different just...
1: directions <laughs> have you rad though if the ones in the front and the back could turn in different directions and you can <laughs> <It's> three circles <laughs> uh, i was like, I used to drive a forklift i was a teamster back in the day and the yeah. forklifts the wheels turn in the back and they, they did that so you could turn on your axis. Yeah. It took so long to get used to that. I'll
3: bet.
2: That yeah. be a little weird.
1: It was, man. Like, I was just like, Buh. it I was like, I was 19, too.
2: That sounds dangerous. A little dangerous, <laughs> man. Like, I would sounds... be
1: moving. Because sometimes you would move crates that were bigger than the forklift. Ooh. And so the forklift would start doing one of these because the balance. You're oh, like, uh-oh. Oh.
2: Dude, have you seen that video? Oh, Never mind, I can't talk about it, but it was it was a dark video where that happens with a forklift and it gets it was bad.
1: Dude, when I went into my training, my training class for driving a forklift, yeah, it was like Starship Troopers. The guy that taught the training class had one arm. He was like, I didn't pay attention when I was driving a forklift, that was all.
2: He's like, forklift made me into the man I am today. You're yes. like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like,
1: I am paying attention to what this guy has to say. And yes. then they showed us a training video, and it was like red asphalt. Remember that? I don't, you're yeah. probably too. No, I don't remember that. red asphalt. Dude, yeah. it was like, this girl fell asleep behind a, a forklift, and then it backed up. You're like, well, this guy got impaled by a forklift. I was like, what in the hell? Oh, the, my favorite. My favorite one. I'm sorry if this is grossing anybody out, but <laughs> there was a guy that was running his forklift too long. And the hydraulic, the fluid burst, and it sprayed all over him.
2: And it was all hot? Literally
1: boiling oil. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fun. Mm-hmm. Fun times. 19, uh, making uh, money the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm sure they're much safer now, I hope. <laughs> Our friends over at War Gamma have a Cyber Monday deal going on for their giant spawn hive regent model this thing is a beast it's a huge
2: massive it
1: is huge there's a a little silhouette there for scale a 28 millimeter model we've seen this in real life uh mr dandy aka war gamma really really cool dude uh a good friend of ours and he's a very talented sculptor check it out
2: yeah it's about the size of this guy
1: yeah Uh, i think it would have a place in maybe like a tyranid army or something like that so no
2: that's definitely that's just my interpretation right?
1: that's my interpretation uh also we have an lvo update wow it's Ticket sales have really picked up in November. Uh, that was a really strong month. And we are running out of space uh, for everything. So we expanded Infinity uh, due to popular demand. And we already sold out of everything except Friday tickets. We have three left. Yep. So if you want to play in Infinity, there are three spots left for Friday. Uh, Blood Bowl sold out. And then the, I think it's because the game was just re-released, I would be willing to bet. Probably, yeah. uh, people were begging us to open up spots. So we did. Uh, there are more spots for blood bowl but that is it we, we're running out of space yeah and, and the, the 100 square feet that we were like oh i don't know how are we gonna fill this space and now we're like we're running out of space <laughs> yeah. um uh, so there's more tickets for blood bowl if you want to participate that's gonna be a lot of fun uh gw will be there and uh, they've been dropping hints i've said this multiple times but we think that they might re-release old models um, and we'll confirm that as we come closer But. That was kind of like the discussion, and I think that'd be really cool.
2: That would be sweet, yeah. Uh, 40K
1: Perfect. is approaching 500 people. It's, f- it's, a <laughs> it's a lot. so crazy. It's a lot. I mean, we're like puckered up a little bit with the amount of terrain that we need to make to prepare uh, for the growth.
2: It's only like, we only have to make like one or two more tables, I think. Times 100, but, you know, hey. It's funny, you know, every year after the LVO or after BAO, we always go, you know what? Let's start making terrain now for next yeah. year. Never,
3: Never happens. happens.
2: It's like the month before we're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah. It's just, you put it off, you know, you're we'll like, just, oh, we'll
1: get to it. We're ah, busy. Don't
2: worry about it. Ah. And then it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Well,
1: because for us, the busy the busy time of the year is November through February. Yeah. That's like balls to the wall. Which go, go, go.
2: It, it would make sense why you would wait till that time to start making terrain. it's we'll
1: just like we work nonstop during this time of the year right like it's, it's crazy time yeah and after the LVO we decompress a little bit right yep. like that's usually we kind of like oh For we're about, only going to work 50 hours a week
2: about like 8 months we decompress no it's
1: like 2 yeah. months and then summer comes and that's travel season and yeah. then it's just it's go 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 but yeah, uh, yeah I feel like we're ahead of the game we're starting 2 months we're not stu- we've already started but we're like really kicking it into high gear yeah we have we've been building train steadily Anyway,
3: (laughs) we Uh, have to build a lot of terrain. We have to build a lot of terrain,
1: but uh, we're more sophisticated in what we can do. You're going to see a lot of ITC terrain. Uh, That's going to be awesome. Also, we've got the new orc uh, buildings, which have been very popular, very well received online. Uh, Thank you for everybody that gave us feedback. And Games Workshop was nice enough to donate a ton of Age of Sigmar terrain. Really, really, really thankful for that. And it's cool. It's the dreadfort. It's like...
2: Oh, it's really cool. They so, look okay. sick, yeah. They're going to look sick on the table. So our
1: Aging Sigmar table is going to look really good. Yeah. And thank you very much to GW for supporting us. But, yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> anybody that wants to uh, come and help out making terrain, uh, of course, we can make it worth your while. Usually it's beer and pizza. But at the new uh, location, probably starting next week, anybody that wants to help out, please let us know. Um... It's gonna be fun, we'll have music playing, uh, hang out, build some, some castles and yep. some buildings and such, and uh, the, the, the help would be greatly appreciated. And we'll make it worth your while uh, yep. to help us out. Definitely. But that's gonna be exciting. Anyway, back to the LVO, if you do wanna get tickets, please do. We are running out of space on a number of events. 40K Champs is uh, approaching, sold out for the second time. Huh. Yeah, so uh, there's only in the 20s left for tickets. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah. 30k champs is about to sell out as well i think there's like 14 or 15 tickets left
2: that's after an extension as well
1: yep that's because 30k community yeah. was like where you want to yeah. go
2: it's funny uh, most of the events are like sold out and then the community's like give us more we're like okay i guess we could eat up this okay all right here you go yeah. and then it's like close we're like jeez we start we start
1: playing musical chairs yeah. like okay this event's not selling as many tickets we're going to sell or, or yeah, whatever the case may be. We're, we're just packing in as many tables as we can. Of course, there's going to be plenty of room. It's not going to be like sardines in a can, but we are literally running out of square footage. Yep. So the 30K event is approaching 100 players, which makes it one of the biggest horror series events in the world.
2: That's crazy. That's
1: crazy. crazy. Age of Sigma is approaching 100. Yep. Right. I think we have about 20 tickets left for that. So if you want to play, please get your ticket because we are running out of space. Uh, the 40K <laughs> friendly only has four spots left. Uh, yeah. Everything's running low. Yikes! <laughs> yeah. Please get your tickets. Also, if you want to book your hotel room, do it this month. Please do it this month because uh, we're starting to run low on rooms and our room block. And they uh, in January we no longer can hold the rate the room rate. Yep. And it is Super Bowl weekend, so it will fill up. The hotel will be full. So get your room this month if you've been procrastinating or you may not be able to. Yep. And that means you're staying at a different hotel, which means you're gonna be walk, walking, carrying all your stuff. I don't think you wanna do that. No. Whew. Oh, one more other thing I forgot. Yeah. Make sure to check the Frontline Gaming blog tomorrow, Saturday, the 3rd of December, because I've got a funny feeling there's gonna be some awesome content. You and your
2: feelings. You gotta you I got got a man a it. No more feelings. Yeah. Here.
1: You want me to finish my dance? No. So I, I have a funny feeling there's going to be some amazing content uh, tomorrow, Saturday, December 3rd, that if you are a fan of 40K, you're going to be pretty damn excited to read. Because I know I, I was excited writing it.
2: What about us that can't read?
1: You're just too bad. You're going you to wait. You have to wait till Monday when we talk about it on the next podcast. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. It's going to be very, very cool. <laughs> All right, ITC events coming up this weekend. A bunch. We 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 have a bunch. (laughs) People are trying to just cram in as many events as they can leading into the LVO, which totally makes sense.
2: We've got one in Sweden. Nice. British Columbia.
1: Nice. Where's British Columbia?
2: I don't know. Canada.
1: Is that in South America? Is that like an English part of Columbia? Canada. Canada.
2: Uh, Yeah. No, definitely get those points. You've only got a few more months to go. Boom.
1: Yeah, it's going to be exciting. we have another one in Australia. The Australians have been racking up those events. Good for them, man. Jerks. Uh, All right, so we have your top 10 current ITC Championships rankings coming in to the home stretch. Very exciting because the LVO is gonna generate so many points that the rankings are gonna get very shaken up. Interesting. Uh, We've been in communication with our friend over at Variance Hammer. It's a a blog focusing on the stats of 40K. Yeah. And uh, we're talking about putting some numbers together about uh, who, what probability the players coming into the finals or into the Las Vegas Open have of winning. Like, that's what, cool. It'd be really fun. Like, what, would they, what would need to happen for these people to win? So that's going to be really exciting. Yeah. Um, hopefully he can finish it in time. I know he's a busy guy but uh, that's the hope. But uh, here's your current top 10. Number one, the man, the myth, the legend.
2: Matt Root. Matt. God, let's come up with a nickname is. for
1: Matt Root. Matt the... Mister. The, the destroyer of worlds. Mister. Matt, Mr. Root?
2: Mr., yeah. Brute. It's MR. As Matt, it's, Brute is an abbreviation.
1: <laughs> MR, Mr.? Mr. Mr. Man. It's called Mr. Matt, Mr. Man Root. You've just been. Are you
2: playing the Mr. or the Mrs.
1: Matt, Mrs. Root? Yeah, there you go. I like that uh, one. <laughs> I mean, it is 2016. I guess if that's what you want to do, that's cool, but. And uh, he is
2: 103 uh, yeah. points over Brandon Grant. And that 14 is crazy. events logged. Oh, my goodness. He
1: has been working for that first-place position. Jeez, Brandon man. Grant is hanging in there. at In second place, Josh Death has jumped up into third. Aaron Along in fourth. Dan Platt in fifth. Thomas Hekstrom oki in sixth. Seventh is Brett Perkins. Eight, Trent Northington. Nine, Andrew Gagno in ten. James Carmona, our teammate, hanging in there, repping Team Zero Comp. Boom. Top teams, Beast Coast is still in front. Uh, they have extended their lead by yeah, a small at their margin. their scores. Yeah, 136 <laughs> events, yeah. wow. NWO Blackshirts <laughs> is still in second and Team Zero Comp in third. Uh, Sisters of Battle, we have Bartosz Cholczynski of Poland is still in first place. He's been place. killing it. He has been crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Cimoki is leading the pack with Space Marines. There is almost a thousand players who have played Space Marines in at least one tournament.
2: Must be popular. Wow, <laughs> wow.
1: How many of those were White Scars Battle Company?
2: maybe maybe a hundred 80% maybe a hundred that
1: would be my my guess Ash Militarium we have Wesley Polly has jumped back into first place Blood Angels we have Danny Kwan Chaos Demons Trent Northington Chaos Renegades Brett Perkins Chaos Space Allen, Alan Mr. Chaos himself Dehessa Mr. Chaos Colt Mechanicus we have Matt and Mrs. Root yeah, I, like I don't it. think we should go I with that I think it's sticking I don't think we should go with that Brandon Grant is uh, leading Dark Angels JT McDowell has jumped into first place for Dark Eldar Death Watch we have Matthew Stevens Eldar we have Brad Chester Eldar Corsairs Carter Leach has been leading all season Genestealer Steeler Colts we have John Camacho Grey Knights Dan Como that was someone told me wrote in told me how to spell it it's Como it's French that's pretty cool yep Harlequins we have Robert Dayton Imperial Knights, Adrian James, Inquisition. We have Wesley Polly, Knight Renegades. We have John Eubanks, Corn Demikin, Horton Dotton, David Koska in first from Militarum to He has jumped into first place. Necrons, we have Alex Finnell. That's been a good fight.
2: Yeah. Alex
1: <laughs> F, Alex G, and Baxter S have mm. been going back and forth. Officio uh, Assassinorum, we have Josh Bagwell. Orcs, we have Rich Kilton has upset. The usual status quo with the top Orc players. I like it. <laughs> Quinn Shepes is winning by so far with Skitari, that it's pretty funny. It's
2: pretty dominating. He's like so.
1: the only guy that might not even have to come to the LVL and still win. <laughs> yeah. Space Wolves, we have Mike Kriegler, Tau, we have Andrew Gagneau, Tiernids, we have Tyler Larson. Congratulations to our leaders
2: yeah, yeah. in the ITC. job guys, and thank you very much for participating. We really appreciate it.
1: It has been we'll keep an, an exciting year. It has been yeah. an exciting year for the ITC. And there's so much cool stuff coming next year. Again, we're gonna have regional rankings, which I think is gonna be amazing. Player profiles on the way is going to be only bigger and better things on the way. Oh, also you might notice that uh, we've got two of our favorite titans here: the uh, Talonar and the Revenant. Uh, Mine may be the more tall and lean, handsome. Definitely not winning the fight though.
2: No, mine is just domination. He's short and squat. Domination.
1: He's been. uh, He's more of like a, a, a a mesomorph.
2: Mine dominates like in the animal kingdom. It's yes. just, he is the top dog.
1: So far, that's actually been true Yes, in our games. Uh, but also just on that note, because the Town R has been a topic of discussion lately, like uh, should it be in norm- normal quote unquote 40K or not? Uh, there's a normal 40K? A, there is no normal 40K <laughs> right now. That's my, fa- my favorite critique online. My favorite critique. Can't we just play 40K? I'm like, if you live Define 40K. anywhere near California, please come in and we'll play real 40k out of the book.
2: Real like, 40k is weird. Real 40k. Real 40k, these guys bro fist down the table. Real 40k, boom, 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 boom. the book
1: literally says, without any qualifying statement, that you can optionally use points. Straight up, that's real 40k. Like, yeah, let's play real 40k, I'll put every model I have on the table. Yeah. Wee, aren't we having fun? It's a fair game. I don't wanna play with points, don't you limit me, bruh. So it's just like, come on, like there is no real 40k right now. That's a silly statement to make. It's what you decide. It's what you and your opponent decide to play. That is what the game is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Seventh Edition is. It's very, very open-ended. Um, it was Age of Sigmar before we got Age of Sigmar. People yep. just conveniently ignored all
2: those aspects of it. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny, like you, like even us, like thinking about 40k and stuff, and like people will be like, hey why do you guys change this rule? And I'm like, that's not a rules change. And then I actually go look at the rule book, I'm like, oh, it is actually a rules change. It's yeah. just People accept certain things like different missions and stuff like yeah. that, those are all rules changes.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely, I mean, I don't think I've seen someone play real 40K this edition, except for maybe when we very first tried the game out.
2: Yeah, I'm right? not sure, I don't know.
1: Everyone changes 40K, you just, you just, it goes to the back of your mind, like, yeah. you're, like the point you were making. It's just that you don't really realize there's certain changes that people just accept and it's a false dichotomy in your mind. It's not a real, there's no real difference. Like changing the missions is changing the game, you know?
2: Uh, just some things are accepted and some things aren't.
1: Some people look past certain things and it's like, that's an okay change, this isn't. And then in their mind, they go, the okay changes are real 40K, but the ones I don't like, that's a, a you know, gross deviation. <laughs> and it's just, it, it really just comes down to your perspective, um, I've always found that interesting. But back to the topic of the town art, there's been a lot of people talking about it lately. And uh, I actually I actually did get a series of emails from people who were like I did play against the R in a tournament. We won't name any tournaments. That's not the point of what we're trying to do here. And like and I and I the game was over on turn one or two and I had a really bad time and I don't know if I would want to do that again.
2: Because they killed the Talonar. No, because Talonar killed. Oh. The Talonar
1: the oh. killed them. Oh. Um, and then we actually had a number of people who were like yeah like I I actually actively avoid uh, scenarios where it's. Um, no holds part, And I'm not saying that to put those terms down because I definitely think they can be a super fun event and they have their place. Mm-hmm. But the, kind of the prevailing, uh, the loudest voices I see on the internet are, are people saying like, oh, it's fine, use it. But there is, there is maybe a silent, I, I won't even say majority, like a silent group of players out there that are like, no, I really don't enjoy that.
2: Yeah, so. I mean, that's the great thing about 40K is it can be played thousands of different yep. ways right and that's one of the fun things about traveling to events is playing the different ways yep. that 40k is played so
1: and i, and um, I bring this yeah. up only to present that there there are yeah. other opinions there are people that maybe aren't keyboard warriors out smash you know yeah oh, i hate it like they may just kind of quietly be going like oh, i didn't really enjoy that <laughs> and we've got a number of people that have, have said things like that and again i'm not trying to condemn it it's not absolutely amazing model yeah. um and if if you're a tournament if you people if you decide you want to go for it, then by all means, please do and have a great time. But uh, yeah, it's worth exploring all sides of the argument. Right? Yeah, it's a cool model. It is. Also, uh, okay. one last note on the ITC. Um, we are actively working on getting everything ready to vote. Uh, again, we just keep getting punched. <sighs> when new rules coming out, they kind of set us back a little bit. But uh, that we are actively working on that, and the vote is uh, coming. We'll be done with our move on Saturday. Yeah, so, so that will help.
2: expect the vote next week. Yeah, but everything is getting lined up and
1: ready to rock and roll. <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. Sorry, out. we keep pushing it back. It's just a yeah. lot of things keep coming up, so. Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> All right, so rumors. Uh, there's all kinds of rumors floating around about the reemergence of Primarchs. And uh, Bell of Lost Souls had a really fun article. I was actually just thinking about this last night when I was relaxing after work. Like, what Primarchs could come back? Now, I just want to be like a million percent clear that this is pure speculation. Right? like this is just us having fun playing what if, and in the article uh, for that was on Bell of Souls, it was a, it was an op ed again. It was just speculation there too, right? But like, what, what Primarchs could come back? Cause like Magnus is back, right? So I was thinking about it, and I was like, there's actually like six Primarchs from Loyalists and traitors that could possibly. I mean, any of them could come back. You could pull them. You could pull a Marvel superheroes and uh, you know resurrect somebody. But I don't I don't think that's gonna happen.
2: No, uh, I think uh yeah, I mean both sides lost primarchs, right? They both lost 3. Yeah. As Is it I, only 3? Yeah. I thought the Are you sure? I thought the Imperium lost more than the well, Traders did.
1: Well, the, the Imperium like at first glance like the Imperium like appears to have lost more, but some of them are very ambiguous. Like Dorn, they found his arm, but that certainly doesn't mean Now he's
2: going to come back with a robot arm.
1: Mega man Remember we read some rumors in the Memphis. past that he was coming back with like a crazy different arm. But like, again, this is all pure speculation. Because like, from the, the traitors, they lost obviously Horus. And Horus is dead. He dead. might not be. No, they, they got his body. They tried to clone him. And then his own legion came, destroyed the clones. And then the body is like gone.
2: No, that would be all right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ferris Manus has got his head chopped off. So I, I struggle to see him coming back. Although they, they do, I believe they do still have Which
2: one is Ferris Manus?
1: Iron Hands. Oh, Dude, we got to get you some flashcards was... or something, bro. That would be <laughs> awesome. For real. Who's for, this? For real. Uh, so, Ferris Manus is, I would say, he's dead, dead. Uh, Conrad Kurz is dead. Uh, he allowed himself to be assassinated by Imshin. Uh, Horus is dead, dead. Sanguinius is
2: dead, dead, dead.
1: He got wrecked. He got
2: punked by Horus. Horus. How did he get punked by Horus? Horace? Well,
1: Horus Horace was like level 9, his power level was at 9,000
2: so no excuses <laughs> no excuses excuses are Quitter. <laughs>
1: so uh in, G- guillemin was mortally wounded but he's never left they still have his body right so like i would say that he's probably a, a good bet that that's a possible one that could come back uh khan rode off into the warp i would say that's a, fa- a safe bet right. that he could where's vulcan possibly come back vulcan was supposed to be killed like he was killed but in the fluff he can't be killed he regenerates like Conrad Cruz supposed
2: to have killed him. Conrad. Uh,
1: I think he was killed. You know what? I can't remember. Let us know in the chat. Yeah. But uh, Conrad Cruz kidnapped him and like killed him like fifty times. And he kept. He was like, "Why won't you die?" And Vulcan's like, "You are a dick. Stop killing so me." He's a perpetual. So I don't. I, I think that that's a, a one you could see uh, possibly coming back. I think Lehman Russ could possibly come back, especially with Magnus wrecking Yeah, all, I his... mean, all
2: the Primarchs that ran into the warp, of right. course, they can come back. Well, Korak, it was funny in the,
1: in the article on Bulls. they're like, Korak seemed like he was suicidal when he flew into the warp, so maybe he doesn't want to come back. I'm like, oh, God, like, he doesn't have to be that emo, right? Like, he could come back. Nevermore! So it's it's just, What's it's that really that fun mean? to, like, speculate, right? Because Perturabo is a, a demon Primarch, Uh Angron. Angron is. full grown. There's is. so many demon primarchs. Wargar-ish.
2: Which just seems like the demon primarchs will just destroy the other primarchs. Because they've got extra power levels. Bro,
1: I don't know, man. Like, think about it. If Doran got his arm cut off, he could have been... Oh, a- shoot. Yeah, you're right. He's got a robot arm. He's good. He'll pump them. He's like... Well, I don't know. Ferris Manus had robot arms that didn't work out well for him. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but, if like, this is where I picture it. Doran has been, like, lifting weights in a high-gravity high training sphere like Vegeta
2: did. Well, they, uh... There's rumors that the Dark Eldar actually have one of the Primarchs in prison or something. Yeah,
1: well Lionel Johnson is supposed to be inside the Rock, right? Like the Dark Angels have him. Yeah, he's taking a nappy nap. He's just sleeping. He's He's just
2: resting. But like, I can
1: picture Doran. He's just like, he's gonna come out and he's gonna go super Primarch. His hair is gonna turn blonde. I think he's already blonde, but he's gonna turn even more blonde.
3: He's like, ah
2: goes longer but yep. his butt. that's how you know he's it'll powerful. be like
1: when Trunks shows up in season uh, what uh 3 of Dragon Ball Z.
2: Super Saiyan 2 like instantly well, no it's
1: when when Frieza comes he like gives him his sword oh, yeah, and blocks it and they he just lets him hit it he's like bing I saw, that's how I picture it like Angron's gonna be like I've been a demon for 10,000 years and Doran's be like
2: I've been working out
1: not impressed bro
2: I don't skip leg day bro pow <laughs> like Angron definitely skipped
1: leg day in that model man his legs are just little tiny things like dude <laughs> Yeah, Angron, legs, squats, bro. He's
2: like, nah, it's all torso. All upper body? It's all torso. Just beach <laughs>
1: muscles for Angron. That's it. Lorgard, girls for girls, baby. <laughs> I don't think Angron thinks about girls very much. All right. Unless he's thinking about killing them. He's an equal opportunity burger. Anyway, Lorgar is a demon uh, primarch. So, like, all the demon primarchs clearly could come back. They're still, Fulgrim is, too, right? Yeah, uh, Fulgrim is. Yeah, he's a snake. He, I don't like the snake, the little snake guy that sounds badass it's, come
2: on it's super cool man no, but wrap his right. tail around you and then cut your head off like,
1: gotcha it's like uh, uh it makes me think of the golden child with eddie murphy or, great 80s or
2: medusa movie.
1: or medusa but in the golden child there's like a snake lady yeah I'm like that's fulgum
2: yeah the graphics are not very good uh the the was, there's was a claymation, animation dude It <laughs> was like stop motion
1: Still, so it's a great movie. The Golden Child was amazing. It is pretty awesome. But uh, I, I would love to see that, like Angron would be amazing to come back if he came back.
2: Angron's uh, just gonna be pissed. He's yeah. gonna be angry.
1: Even more angry.
2: Like his name.
1: If that's possible. Angron. If that's possible. I, I just, I'm super excited. Cause I've, you know, I always keep my eye on what's happening no. uh, with the, the community. And there's like, there's some, some, there's some grognards out there that are pretty upset that the, the fluff is changing. I'm like, you guys, just embrace it, right? Like, like the Primarchs should stay in the past. Why? Why? I want them on the tabletop. I think that'd be amazing.
2: Now, what happens to the uh, Chaos, like, warbands when these Primarchs come back? Like, when Ingron comes back, what happens to uh, Karn? To Karn? Yeah. Karn would probably go punch him in the face. Come back, you, He's t- like,
1: where did you go? Yeah, jerk. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. But I don't know, like, the, the Chaos fractured, right? Like, almost all of the legions fractured. I think like the world, uh, the war bears are like the most unfractured. The death guard kind of stayed together too, yeah. but most of them just split up into like all these different warbands. Like the night lords shattered after Conrad Kerr's died.
2: Well, like Huron has a big warband. Huron is Avedon the second biggest. controls a bunch of warbands, yeah. right? And then Khan, or Karn has a big warband as no. well, right? No? No. He doesn't? No. Oh, okay. Karn doesn't give a flying I F. thought he had a warband. No, no. no
1: karn only kill only cares about killing
2: fair enough yeah, like yeah remember follow? that book where he like just like grabs berserkers and like throws them out and then like rides them down instead of a drop pod or something like no that? no that was Legolas Oh in uh, the, yeah and yeah.
1: Yeah, the uh, lord of the rings that was really no no karn,
2: karn did that too
1: he surfs on a berserker
2: or something or maybe it wasn't a berserker but it was somebody he like cuts open his shit because he didn't want to wait for a drop pod and he just like pushes guys out and like jumps down on them or something I didn't... Yeah, yeah. See? Paul that's
1: really stupid.
2: Yeah. And then he killed an Imperial Knight or something like that in another book.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. Karn's still cool, even if that that's book. a little later lossy. But uh, anyway, guys, let us know in the uh, chat which Primark you would like to see. Do you think they could come back or do you not think they could come back? Let us know. Also, uh, if you guys want to ask us any more questions about uh, the split rule, which is causing quite the controversy uh, in reference to Pink Horrors in the Wrath of Magnus book. Go ahead and shoot those to us now. What do you think? Should should we do anything? Should we not? What I'm leaning towards right now, uh, and uh, Frankie, I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Uh, My opinion is that we should uh, let it ride for a little while, but with the caveat that we will have probably a vote 30 days out from the LVO, specifically about that one issue, right? And then let people know, if you do go buy 8 million horrors, there's a chance that that may not be working at the LVO, right? So
2: Full strength 40K, Reese.
1: Full strength 40K. But I mean, I think that because a lot of people have, the, have offered up the opinion that it'd be nice to let things ride a little bit, let people experience them. And then our counter to that has always been, yeah, but we don't want anybody to like buy, build, and paint all this stuff that they may not be able to use. So what, what do you think about Letting it ride for maybe a couple weeks and then just letting people know like, hey, there is a chance that this won't fly at the LVO.
2: I mean, my whole opinion is even if LVO doesn't allow it, there's still going to be events that will allow it. So people aren't wasting their money or their time or anything like that. It's just be prepared for the LVO. You might take a different army than you would do a different event. That's really it. Just be prepared for things to change before LVO because there are a lot of rules that keep coming out, and a lot of them need to be addressed. Rapid fire, man. So uh, just be prepared for that. But you're not wasting your time or your money, because there will be events that, like, allow the Talonar and stuff like that. It's just LVO and BAO might not be the events that do. Yep.
1: All Um, right, the clincher says, what happened to Angron? Uh, He is in the warp, and I believe that there is a planet where a lot of the world eaters ended up, and Angron is there. Uh, And it's like a world of, like, endless bloodshed and butchery. I know there's a fluff master in there that can correct me on that. It is like, think about it. the world eaters. Their planet would just be crazy. Yeah. Um, in one of the books, one of the Uriel Ventress books, I believe he encounters like one of like the big demons of corn, and the scene they describe. Is
2: he should fight against Scarbrand.
1: So d- horrible and awful. Bring
2: it on, Scarbrand. Scarbrand is my hero. Scarbrand's like, leave me alone.
1: Scarbrand did. He got so juiced. I on, love it. He tried to punch Corn. <laughs> he's all, yeah, I got this. Corn's like, like, are you serious? He's on his, his, his throne of skulls. He's like, this Scarbrand guy. He's got potential.
2: He's going places. I like this kid. Oh, it's just like the Russian guy that punched a bear. It's the exact same scenario. <laughs> Scarbrand's like, bam. Corn's like, I'm a god.
1: He's, all, I, so, he's like, you know what, though? I like your spunk, kid, but everyone's watching, exactly. so...
2: It's the same thing the bear did yeah! when the Russian came out and punched him? The bear's like, dude, I got respect, but the other bears are watching, man. Can't have that. I ba- can't. I can't <laughs> that happens,
1: bro. <laughs> punch back. That guy died, though. Yeah. What'd you expect when you punch a bear in the face?
2: I mean, it's the same thing for Scarbrand. But the, I, I'm surprised Korn actually let him live, though. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Lock Infinity says Lorgar is a badass. He banished Angroth and the other greater demons in the Aurelian. Ah, eh, eh. Lorgar is still the Scream of the Primarchs. Like, he really is.
2: He, like, Drago did the exact same thing. Why aren't yeah. you, like, praising Drago? He's Dra- in there punking the gods.
1: Drago would beat up Lorgar with one hand tied behind his back. You heard here first,
2: folks. <laughs> uh,
1: Novastar. Splitting is no more obnoxious than a Death Star looking out, sir, a hundred times and rerolling every save. I love how people say, like, getting hit by a bus is no worse than getting hit by a jumbo jet. That's not the point, right? We're talking about this one rule. Let's, let's analyze this one rule, right? Like, it, it, it's not necessarily there's already something that causes agony. So <laughs> every, yeah. let's just not use points then, right?
2: Eh, <laughs> Algernon does feed us. Uh, in is 650 points too many points for a flying monster creature that doesn't have biomass telepathy, no. or divination? No, he's a gunboat, he flies up the table, yep. nuking people with the zinch and change disciplines. He's also summoning in other models. He, he can, is a monster, he
1: can get a two up reroll save really easy or a three up reroll involve save with rerolling ones. He is a beast, he, he can still summon stuff. Yep. But he's mostly there to go kill things. And I think that you will see him a lot. I think he's well worth the
2: points. Yeah. Uh, CWW, I really like the idea of horrors only splitting on a 5+, and or... Instant death, cancelling it out. out. Also, just imagine the top 10 tables having 800 of grey plastic Well, You,
1: you can't use grey plastic models at the LVO. So, that's not a concern, but finishing games is a big concern. That's one of our biggest concerns with Split, because an army with Split is also going to be summoning Stuff and it's you could have four four thousand points on the table very easily in a short period yeah. of time. Uh RJ on Do we know what Mortarian kind of looks like as a demon? I've never seen art of demon Primarch Mortarian. I actually have not.
2: Um I didn't even know that he was a demon primarch. Is. Yeah. Really?
1: All of the all of the uh huh. chaos primarchs that survive become demon princes except Omegon. Uh the Alpha Legion, they reject Demons, the largely, like, nah. and uh, I believe Omegon is still just a normal space marine, or well, he's a Primarch. Right? But o- Opharius and Omegaon, they they looked like the other space marines. Yeah, that was kind of their thing. I thought that was cool.
2: R.G. on saying that he wishes that he looks like a...
1: Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper. Not a big, fat, unclean one? I'm with you.
2: That would be awesome. Just a, like, <clears throat> super obese, like, great, unclean one. Like, he's, with
1: a little tiny sickle. Yeah,
2: but he's got, like, a little, like, one of those waistbands, like, trying to hold it all together, but it's just pouring over. He's wearing Spanx. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, the clincher, I think the end of times 40K will just become the new setting that GW uses for the next 10 years, etc. The 13th Black Crusade is just the now and will be for a while. It's not gonna end like Sigma. No, I don't think no. they're gonna blow up the universe. I don't no. think
2: they going to. And they won't end the story yeah. either. It'll just bring it along a little bit further. Yeah, farther. yeah.
3: Okay. I don't, there, there's
1: no need. They had to do it with fantasy because they were literally ending that setting. Yeah. 40K, I, don't, I, I, I would be shocked if that happened. I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, 1473, I want Angron to come back I think a plastic Angron model would be badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for I, sure. I agree.
2: Just look at how cool Scarbrand is. He, he has Let's come back say. in the
1: fluff. Angron has appeared in the fluff as his demon prime self. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Just, like, punk somebody? Yeah. Uh, have you guys... Uh, yeah. Figgins... Uh, no. Amegon uh, was killed by Gammon. No, Alpharius was killed by Gammon. Uh, Ergudus Vitis... <laughs> if I, correct me if I'm wrong but I believe it was Alpharius that was killed in Omega and still alive but they are the Alpha Legion so who knows it could not be either one
2: Heldrick are our painted models going to be mandatory at LVO or just for winning prizes
1: it's a three colors minimum and if you uh, you have to your army must be painted in order to win any prizes uh, Dunmer yeah don't show up with gray plastic please that's it's disrespectful to everybody else who painted the army Dunmer, and it just looks uh, like crap
2: do you think if Lehman Rust comes out of the warp we'll finally grow a beard yes Big old orange beard. Yep. Why is it orange? That's he's gonna blonde. Have. Things change, Reese. <laughs> it's been in the warp for a long time.
1: You know what would be cool if like, if a Primarch like Doran came back and he's like all weathered, it's like Mad Max version.
2: What if he got younger?
1: Okay, sure, why not? Yeah. But
2: Benjamin I think it would Button, be- Benjamin
1: Button, Button, good. I really think it would be really cool if he came back like all weathered and like grizzled and he's like, you know, like some bandoliers over his chest, you know, like that'd be awesome.
2: Pandoliers,
1: I just want to go run with it, Frankie. I'm an idea man, I would thrive on. I hope they come back
2: with like uh, like leather armor and stuff. And like back in my day, spikes, like this that's chaos.
1: You know what? Your negativity is dragging me down. All right, (laughs) this is my vision for the way that someone's gonna come back. It's not gonna happen. Oh, what if Khan comes back? He's like a Hell's Angel. He has like the handlebars are
2: up to here. Doom Rider and then like high five and then he drives out of the warp. <laughs> I want them to bring Doom Rider back. Doom then Rider cries like a little flame comes he's out. He's like,
1: I'll miss you, bro. Wait, they killed him in, the, in the, one of
2: the books. Who killed him.
1: It was a, a White Scar's like captain or something.
2: He died to a captain. He's a Doom demon Rider. Prince. died. To he's a, a demon captain. prince. I know.
1: Uh, Doom Rider was amazing. Such a product of the 80s.
2: He was so funny. He's like on a three plus, he runs away. You're like, what? This yeah. doesn't even make sense. Thanks a lot, Doom Rider. You. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, Tau Dark,
1: our pink cores on 32 or 25 millimeter bases. The base thing is not... GW has taken the stance officially that you put them on the base you want. That's just... The the base thing is going to be so confused going forward because there's people that are going to have, like, uh, bikers on... Biker bases or square bases or the oval base. It just... I wouldn't really...
2: It's hard to, you can't really enforce it you because can't. people have thousands of dollars worth of models and you go, Hey, you got to rebase your entire army or five armies or yeah. 20,000 points of yeah. army. You're like, no, like my, <laughs>
1: my space marine army is enormous, right? It is huge. I have a full company of scouts just to put it that way. Right. I am not going to go back and rebase everything on a 32 millimeter base. The way I attach them to their base, I use so much freaking glue. I would break the model. Yeah. I'm not gonna do it, right? And if a tournament said, you have to put rebase your army on a 32 millimeter basis for space Marines, I'd be like, Well, I guess I'm not gonna, either I'm not gonna be able to go or I'm not I'm gonna, gonna, gonna play space, brain. space brains, Yeah. So it's just, I wouldn't enforce <laughs> that on anybody else, right? Like there's people who've spent hundreds, if not a thousand bucks on scenic basis for their entire army.
2: Yeah.
1: And you're gonna have to junk those. It's just, it's not realistic.
2: A.K. Uh, Shell, do I have to win to get a trophy? Are there participation trophies? Uh, this isn't Little League, but... Is that a millennial we, joke? We do, we do have uh, other prizes, like painting prizes and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, we have like door that, prizes, so. but
1: no, we don't give out 500 trophies. God. That would be not
2: that would effective. That would hurt yeah. a lot. Trophies are not cheap, by the way. Uh,
1: oh, Rastin, yes, that would be Doom Rider.
2: Uh, one four seven three. Khan's my favorite pie mark. Then it's Guilliman.
1: Pretty cool. Uh, you know what? Guilliman's lorsqu- grown on me.
2: Does Khan ever get off his bike? Oh yeah, of course. In the fluff.
3: Yeah,
1: Khan like in the fluff, like he could have gone either way. He could have been chaosy. Mm-hmm. Like he could or not chaosy, He could have gone with Horus. Like
2: who's his equal in the on Chaos? The yeah, there isn't one, right? Um. I think they might be the only ones that don't have... No,
1: they do. Uh, the fast attack kind of... Um, Chaos Army was like the Night Lords.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. But I thought they were more they, Raven Guard. It's
1: changed over time. Huh. It's changed over time. Like, the correlations used to be... I guess they now.
2: would be maybe like uh, Noise Marines or something like that. Maybe. Right? Like well, forums. the Emperor's Children
1: were always the counterpoint to Blood Angels.
2: Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah,
1: because they were both seeking perfection. Well no, no.
2: Blood Angels is more like corn
1: uh that's space wolves the world eaters and space wolves were the kind of the mirror images of each other hey right like the black legion the ultramarines it's weird um the the i would say it would probably be um night lords even though the night lords now feel like they're more like the raven guard but the alpha legion and the raven guard are more similar in the way they do things they're sneaky yeah that makes sense right so alpha it's changed over time it's changed over time yep
2: All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We really appreciate it and hope you guys have a great weekend. Make sure to check out our blog tomorrow for some exciting new posts.
1: Yes, please do. It's going to be pretty awesome.
2: Bye. Hello, everybody. Frankie here from Signals for the Frontline with Stephen, Nick, and Julian, the head organizers of No Retreat. How are you guys doing?
3: Yep,
4: yeah, we cool here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. That's awesome. So, uh, why don't you guys go ahead and give me a brief rundown of what uh, No Retreat's all about? And uh, I believe it's the fourth one coming up here.
4: Um, well, basically, we're, we're, we're the guys from SN Battle Report, so. It's a group of guys that started about three years ago and we started doing, uh, written and photographic, uh, battle reports like the old, um, white, uh, white dwarf battle reports. Yeah. So we're, to- we're totally different to all the reports you normally see on, on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, after a big fan base, we, we, we decided to, to start doing some exclusive events. So basically what we did, we started off with No Retreat One at the beginning of the year and we wanted to do it to be as, a- as exclusive. Exclusive as possible, so we 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 made the tournament. We made it into a tournament, but only to a limit of 30 people, where you had to apply. So basically, how it works is, um, people send us that they're interested. We send them an application form, which they which they fill in, uh, with their basically normal details like name, age, where they're from, um, and then we ask them a couple of questions like what's their hobby background. And what armies they collect and then we ask them to add a couple of the high quality pictures of their army. Right. So, so that's basically how it, how it works. From there we, we, we cut it down to, to our best 30, which we can possibly get. And like I said, every, two, every event has been better and better and better. The standard of armies have been absolutely amazing and we've got some of the, and famous YouTubers from, from Europe, like Tabletop Tactics and Geeks 40k, they've all come over. So the event is quite, quite big at the moment.
2: Nice. That's, that's awesome. Uh, keeping it to like an Elite 30 is really fun. Um, we've had one of those kind of events in the United States a few years ago. And I got to go to it. It was, it was really fun. It was 30 guys that just love the hobby and were playing. It was, it was really great. Um, Unfortunately, you lose kind of that when you go to, like, the bigger events, um, just because there's, like, hundreds of people, so it feels kind of less special, but it's still amazing to see, like, hundreds of people playing, of course, and the big events. That's where you see all your friends and stuff like that, but the exclusive uh, events are really fun well. Um Where is it located?
0: Uh, I'll pass it out to Julian. For uh, we're located at Gibraltar, which is a little... Little British uh, peninsula at the southern points of Spain. Nice. So we're, we're fairly remote. We're only, we're only a little tiny, like, ward effectively in the end of Spain.
2: Yeah. About
0: 30,000 people.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, is, it, uh, is it located in like a gaming hall or. Uh? Uh,
0: well, it's, it's what's called a retreat center. We, okay. we we get to to hire it out. And it's got it's got all his accommodations uh, located within the premises as well, with our own kitchen and everything, so everything's suited there.
2: Nice, nice. That's awesome. Uh, and then what what are the dates for No Retreat for? Um, yeah, the ter- the 27th and
0: the 28th of January.
2: Of nice. January. Nice. That's awesome. And then yeah, uh, cool, cool. How many uh, spots do you guys have left open?
4: And, well, at, at the moment, we're under the, the application process. So, so people are, people are sending applications in and, and the closing date is on the 12th of, of November, which is a Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, closing date, the application dates close on the 12th and then the, the team will meet on the 13th, which was, it's a, it's an awful job because there's so many applications. We had over (laughs) 80, we had over 80 applications and I'm not joking. Every single application was amazing. Um, and yeah. Some of them were really close friends So we had to be a bit ruthless And say either we go like the friend way Or we go and, and make the events As exclusive as possible and and, and and really get the best we could get So yeah It was a very very tough job So at the moment it's all under application process So you basically send an email to SNBattleReports At Hotmail.com We send you back the application forms And we just await for the application form to, to be brought back to us With a couple of and high-resolution Fosters of the Army.
2: Yeah, that's that's great. And uh, I feel your pain. I mean, that's got to be tough going from 80 down to 30, um, especially with all the applications. And I'm sure, like, 99% of them are armies and uh, guys that you would love to see at your event. Uh, you guys should just throw on some goofy questions. Like, maybe this year we're only going to allow people that drive a black car. And then you go, <laughs> what color car do you drive? <laughs> yeah, it's going it's, it's to get...
4: it's. It's going to finish that way, isn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah. But uh, no, it sounds awesome. Uh, where can people find more information about your event um, if they're interested?
4: Yeah, if you go to the SN Battle Reports page on either Facebook or our website, Uh you'll be able to find all the relevant information and even all our battle reports, our White Dwarf-style battle reports that we've done to date.
2: Yeah, yeah, your guys' battle reports are amazing. If uh, if anybody listening hasn't checked them out, definitely give them a look. They're really something else. Um, and the event looks amazing. We we're looking at all the pictures and just like drooling over it. We're like, this would be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so cool looking. Uh, but best of luck, guys. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to plug before we end this pot or this uh, interview?
4: No, basically, uh, I'll pass it on to Julian. Well,
2: you know, the,
0: the main the main factor of, of, of our events is is for people who like to focus on the hobby side. Yeah. Uh, so we try and like uh, create our, our army composition rules to to reflect that. You know, we, we try want to try and avoid the whole Tau like nonsensical uh, alliances that you know just just don't really enjoy. really. just <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, I've, I've, I've tried. our... Well, we've tried our best to like. Cut it down to force people into a fluffy theme set list so it's much more relaxed atmosphere. It's not so much a you know, cutthroat. It was going for top and, uh, and a murderous rampage. So it, We want people to have fun, really, in, in our events.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's what it's all about. If you're going to uh, an event not having fun, it feels like a waste of time, right? Um, yeah. So yeah. I think it's I, great. I,
4: and we, we, we basically wanted to bring the hobby back, and, and the good thing about the, this event is. Um. Everybody knows everybody by the end of the day, by the the full name where they're from, and we we open a WhatsApp group. I don't know if you have the WhatsApp over there. In, yeah. In, in America, yeah, we open a WhatsApp group months before when everybody's a, um picked when the players are picked and and they start sending photos of work in progress, so everybody starts to see the army before they basically get to the event. So everybody like basically knows everybody before the event even starts, which is a really cool atmosphere. We've got yeah. some chill. We've got a, like a big chill out area as well at the retreat. So between games we, we, we like to give like a two-hour break in between so people can relax and have something to eat and and chill out before each game so it's a really really chilled out event very exclusive tables are all amazing you, you won't play in, in a tournament i can guarantee you won't play in a tournament with such high standard tables on every single table
2: yeah no that's uh that's great guys um it sounds amazing Uh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, best of luck with the event, guys. Uh, hopefully we get you a few more uh, applications, make your job a little bit more difficult. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you guys want to plug? Yeah. No. Well, we're we're
4: okay. okay. So hopefully right. we see you guys in one of
2: them. Yeah, hopefully hopefully we can make it out uh, one of these years. It, it looks amazing. We would love to. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. unfortunately, a little close to our main event. which. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Really, I was talking yeah. about <laughs> I, was, okay, I
4: was talking to Reese, he wanted to come over, but it's too yeah. close, so we'll, we'll probably see you in the next LVO anyway. We wanted to go to this one, awesome. but we, we we sadly couldn't make it. So
2: yeah, yeah, no. Hopefully we see you guys over there. And uh, yeah. best of luck, guys. Thank you very much for coming on for the interview, and uh, have a good one.
3: Thank you. Thank see you too. later.
2: You. Bye.